Our teaser story this week just barely missed it. It is NASCAR's Bubba Wallace wants to rid racetracks of the Confederate flag. Now, this story we'll talk about a little bit more later on because it is a super story. We'll combine a couple of different headlines to put it where it is and was put at the number 16 spot, barely out of the almost rands then. But this was a pretty big story all week long, and we have some updates on this we'll get to later on. But if you want to check out more about the story, check out this week's podcast at thisisconversation.com, podcast for the week of June the 14th, 2020. But what you really want to get into are the stories that you actually said were the tops this week. And we will tell you that in mere moments here on the weekly wrap up with Jacob Payne. As we said, stories for the week ending June the 14th, 2020. And welcome back to the show. My name, Jay Cleveland Payne, the show, the weekly wrap up. It's a culmination of a week's worth of work between all of us at the conversation project. Now I put things out there on the internet, post them to our social media sites. So you can look at them and you do be honest, the bulk of the work, you basically judge the stories out there and give me the script to do this podcast every single week. And of course scripts to do our daily uh, newsletter, eight things to talk about from Monday to Thursday, not quite daily, but most of the week daily. And you literally tell us what stories are the tops, what stories are the most conversational, what stories people are talking about. And it gets around all of the super overly done stories that we see on the network news, on the big mainstream media news stations who are trying to keep you tuned in to giving you the same things. These are stories that you may have missed here and there, stories you may have got bits and pieces of. And yes, some of the big stories do pop in based on how you decide which ones are most conversational or not. Not the music, not the news directors, not even me. Literally, I put them in there and you tell me what stories need to get into this podcast just like that. Now, what are our social media sites? Facebook and Twitter. Twitter, look for TH underscore conversation. And on Facebook, look for this is the conversation. That's how we're listed. And we hit their blue speech bubble. And make sure we're set as default in your feed. And we post a new story about every 50 minutes or so. So as a story comes into your feed, you just simply like it, love it, hate it, share it. Whatever engagement you feel it needs, whether you actually like it or love it or hate it, uh, you let us know. Comment to it as well. And the more engagement a story gets in each respective feed, the higher score it gets. Now, on Friday mornings, we take the score from midnight Friday to about 5 a.m. Friday. So it's a day and six hours, a week and six hours. And we'll put them together. We'll weigh out the Facebook and the Twitter so you get a actual raw score, a total score. And we give you from top to bottom. This week, bottom happens to number at 206. Number 206, uh, 206 distinct different postings we had this week. But you want to know about the top 10? We'll get to those in a few minutes in this first segment. The middle segment, segment two, gives you these stories that almost made it in. Stories 11 through 15, a little bit of context of why and just how close they were to being the tops, as you said. And in the final segment, we'll give you the almost relevant story of the week. That's 206. We'll tell you what it is. We'll also give you some of the stats that we've gone through to get these numbers here. And we will bring back up number 16, our teaser story, because it is a super story. So we'll explain more about what that means in the final segment. So wait for that. We'll tell you what that all means. Now, this thing is powered by you. So you want to help keep things powered. Number one, make sure you're sharing the podcast and the newsletter with people. So we have more people in the conversation and of course, you can directly power us by becoming a sponsor. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash partnerships, and you can find out exactly how you can partner with us, or just click any link that you have in any of our feeds, either in the newsletter or sometimes during the feeds or on the website, and those links are affiliate links that we get a little bit 
because the companies are going to take good care of you and they'll take a little care of us for just basically making connections, doing just like that. You can always email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com and just let whatever you want to know off your chest because we are here for you. We are here for you. So let's get here. Let's get in mindset. Let's get ready to go with the stories that you said were the most important for this week. Starting with the story at number 10. And this is a, a group of stories where I was reading some other newsletters and they were doing uh, batches of stories dealing with roller coaster stuff. And this is the one that you guys thought was the most important to talk about. Giant teddy bears go for a ride on San Diego roller coaster. Saturday, the 6th of June is the day we posted that one. Story gets a bump in response. I mean, more responsive than the story at number 11, which didn't make it in by 1.32%. This is a story that's a little bit fun and kind of serious. Business of amusement has dealt with some issues in the last couple of months because COVID-19 is not allowing people to be amused or go amused, however you want to say that. So Belmont Park in San Diego has an historic giant dipper roller coaster uh, that many people love to ride and will hopefully love to ride it again soon. But for the moment, there's no one to ride it. And to keep it in shape, keep it conditioned, you actually have to keep the motors going, keep the motorcycles, keep the motors going, keep the roller coaster rolling, if you will. And so it need a little something on it to make it really worth the effort. So for the few amusement park goers that could go and do some things, although they couldn't ride the roller coaster, they made a bit of a fun out of it and stuffed it every single day with different giant teddy bears and rolled the roller coaster a few times a day to have it be rolled, have it being in action, and people got a big kick out of it. Check out the story for this one at thisisaconversation.com. Click the link for this week's podcast for the week ending June the 14th, 2020, and you can actually see pictures of the big old teddy bears. I guess they're having fun. Teddy bears have picnics. They also have fun doing roller coasters. Check out the story about this, what some... Amusement parks are doing to basically keep themselves occupied and keep things going and just get a kick out of this story here. It is a fun story. As I said, there are about three or four different roller coaster stories that popped up. I posted three of them, and this is the one you guys wanted to talk about. It's a light one. It's a cute one, but it is a good one, guaranteed. This next story goes to the love and marriage and the relationship stuff that you guys like to talk about. And this is another case of a couple doing a famous couple doing famous couple things and doing it in their own weird famous couple way. Here's your headline from Thursday, the 11th of June. That is right before we wrap this thing up, basically. Uh, it is Ewan McGregor finalizes Eve Marvrakis' divorce two years after moving on with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. This one gets a bump in response of 6.49% of the story at number 10. And yes, one guy who got separated from someone else and started dating someone else in the process finally got divorce papers taken care of two years later. That's basically it. He was married to one lady. They are no longer married. He started dating somebody else, which happens when you separate it. But, you know, because life was going grand and he was busy making movies, you know, he didn't get around to filing those divorce papers. And now they are done. So happy congratulations for you, McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and condolences or congratulations on both sides to uh, Eve Marikis, uh, however that wants to go. Let's move on to a more serious story at number eight this week. Iran says it will execute who a man who allegedly provided U.S. information on Soleimani through Tuesday, the 9th of June is the day we posted that one, a bump in response of 2.44%. Reading a few lines from the story we got from Fox News, Mahmoud Masavi Mashad 
the Iranian citizen who allegedly provided key details to the U.S. prior to drone strike that killed General Qasem Soumani earlier this year will be executed, the country's judicial said on Tuesday, according to Reuters. Soumani's death in January was seen as a game-changing attack at the time. Soumani was the head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, elite Quds force, and a source of national pride. Hours after the drone strike, President Trump tweeted an image of the American flag. Soleimani was killed in the Baghdad International Airport and was reportedly identified by a ring he wore. Deep covert stuff happening, and it was a really big deal for the moment when we thought we were going to World War III with Iran, as opposed to last year when we thought we were going to World War III with North Korea, uh, because we have a lot of issues, at least Trump has a lot of issues with some some of these leaders this is an interesting story to go into and how they figured this stuff out so check it out at our website this is the conversation.com this is a story for the week ending uh, june 14th 2020 or the podcast week ending june 14 2020 all the stories and links to every single thing we're going to talk about in today's podcast are there at the website so you can check them out anytime you want to and of course conversate with them not proper grammar, but you get the gist by emailing us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Talk about any single story or any other story we may have missed on your watch um, from here. And let's keep the countdown going. Moving on to the next story, which is at the number seven spot. Its headline is this scientists call for hashtag shutdown STEM in support of black lives. Tuesday, the 9th of June, also for this one, this one gets a bumper response from the number 8 of 5.95%. The source is Gizmodo, so it's more bloggy than news-ish, if you will, but it's still a very serious subject. With all the different stories of protests and all the different people speaking out on Black Lives Matter right now, this is a very interesting thing to check out, so go check it out if you can't read deep into it. Uh, what this was calling for, a couple different hashtags, um, shut down academia, shut down STEM, and strike for black lives. What this was saying was a day for academia to basically shut things down. June 10th was the date that was set aside. Basically shut down academia as it is to make a stand or make a statement about Black Lives Matter. Just like doing a regular boycott where you're stopping action in the streets or stopping people from going to the store or stopping a work stoppage in general. This was the same general thing. Academia, academics around the nation were going to stop or pause or not teach things as a way of bringing out the the, the notion that this thing is important. Now, it does seem counterintuitive that you're stopping the teaching process, stopping to let people learn to teach someone something so they learn a lesson it is what it is. It's a way to basically stand out and also for these people to make a statement in the Black Lives Matter or in, yes, in the All Lives Matter statement where education is important for all people and just general living is is important for all people. Right now, the focus on black people because it seems to be a thing again. But it, this was an interesting concept that came about on the 10th. If you actually participate in this, let us know. Email us at conversationinbox at gmail.com. Let me know what happened in your, your, your hashtag shutdown STEM protesting. Moving on to keep things going here on the countdown of the stories that you said with the most conversational. And the one at number six is an interesting one indeed. The flash star Hartley Sawyer fired after hateful tweets surface. Monday, the 8th of June, the day we posted this one, 6.74% jump in response from here. 
Here, I'm going to ask you to just go to our website and check out the link for the, the thing or search for Mr. Uh, Mr. Hartley, Mr. Sawyer, Hartley Sawyer, and see what's going on. Now, this could have been a bigger story here because there were plenty of different after stories, plenty of different uh, stories about this after this happened with his co-stars uh, chiming in. And um, uh, Stephen Arnold, the star of the the show Green Arrow, which, of course, sort of worked together on those crossovers. They all chimed in with their thoughts on it. And various people, including the Twitter audience, jumped in as well. But it's the Twitter audience that basically did this the tweets from a while back came up and because we are in a cancel culture thing right now anything that pops up is fair game and that's what happened here so check out the story to see what exactly happened in the responses and what the tweets are and see more what's going on there now moving on to the story at number five this one is the top rated facebook story this week so this has the most facebook responses and the facebook responses help this story rise up from the lower ends to right above the fold right at number five this week more on the black lives matter more on the history of our nation more on some of the things in the south that people don't quite understand the story at number five country band lady antebellum changed name to lady a because of slavery reference this was posted on Thursday, the 11th of June, and a bumper response from the number six story, 33.68%. Simple story, but it also was one that can get, gather more, more info as well. So the country band, Lady Annie Bear, Antebellum, they are a very famous band right now. They're hot, and they're, they have a lot of great music out, out on the radios right now. They have some crossover appeal on the pop charts as well. So a lot of people know who they are. Something that they didn't know about themselves was... What antebellum meant? It's a word that's heard all over the South, but what does it mean? Well, because it has deep South roots, it has deep South slavery connotations to it. And so to get themselves out of a little trouble, they decided to officially change their name to Lady A going forward. That's fine. That's dandy. That's a great gesture. There's a problem with that. We didn't post it in here, but there's another Lady A out there. There's a lady who goes by Lady A. She's a blues singer, and she's been using that name for quite some time. And so this only came to light a couple of days after Lady Annabellum did this because her stature, the other Lady A, is not quite as large as this new Lady A. We'll see how this plays out going forward, and if it turns into something bigger, we'll put it back into the conversation, and you let us know whether it's big enough to go this way. But you guys were really big on the band changing its name because of the slavery stuff that was attached to it that they didn't know. We're just going to let them go that they didn't know. There's a lot of things that people don't really get in the Southern culture that I will say this a little louder than I should. As a black person that we kind of know that you don't kind of know or at least don't think about. It's one of those things. You want to conversate about that? Email me at the conversation inbox gmail.com. We can go have those conversations as well. The story at number four, national actions, grand daddy terror and Miss Hitler jailed for neo-Nazi terror offenses. Tuesday, the 9th of June, we posted this one. Bumpy response, just slight, 0.79%. Now, just when you get to thinking that this unrest and this racial tension thing is something we own here in America, the guys over across the pond show us another thing or two. From the Independent, I'm going to read a couple lines from the story we posted, and just, just take this in for a bit. A neo-Nazi who called himself Granddaddy Terror has been jailed alongside other members of National Action. Mark Jones, 
who counter-terror police described as a, quote, linchpin in the national structure, unquote, of the terrorist group, was sentenced alongside his former fiance Alice Cutter. A trial heard she... A trial heard she entered the terrorist group's Miss Hitler beauty contest and made shocking comments about Jews, including violent fantasies of murder and ethnic cleansing. Birmingham Crown Court heard that Jones, 25, and Cutter, 24, sported his and hers swastika knitwear. Yeah. And had a collection of Nazi paraphernalia, knuckle dusters, knives, and other weapons. Sorry for butchering that, but I think you get the picture. They denied membership of a prominent a prescribed organization alongside Gary Jack, 24, and Connor Southern, 19, but were convicted in March following a retrial. This is about their sentencing, so you can read up about this at the website. But as I said, it seems like we got this whole terroristic uh, racial un- unresting uh, like a thing we do here in the States. It's a thing we do as people across the nation and wherever you are, there's something going on that way. Here's more reminder that uh, it is what it is and we should do what we can do and every step to attack it. Another group of Hollywood types that can't quite keep it together. Headline for number three, Kelly Clarkson files for divorce from husband Brandon Blastock. Thursday, the 11th of June, we posted this one. This was a late edition. This one posted a very fast rise. Bump in response from the number four story of 16.41%. Here's the gist of the story. Kelly Clarkson filed from divorce from her husband, Brandon Blackstock. Irreconcilable differences, basically all that stuff there. Now, what's going to be coming into into view, which basically happened on Friday the next day after the cutoff, was more details about the divorce filings. It'll probably pop up next week, so I'm basically giving you a preview of something that'll probably be top 10 next week. But basically, here's what happened. Kelly Clarkson and her husband, Brandon Blackstock, have apparently not been doing so well for a while. But quarantine happened. COVID-19 put everybody together, and they thought that their time together would be a great time to figure things out and get to know each other and talk things out. What we found was Kelly Clarkson was able to manage her non-happiness, her, her, her not being happy with her marriage and all that stuff going on by being busy with all her projects. She was doing The Voice. She was doing her talk show. She had all these irons in the fire uh, that kept her mind off of what's going on with her domestic life. And without all that stuff and just basically being holed up in the middle of nowhere, they left Los Angeles and went to Montana, I think, um, just being quarantined together, it got worse. Being near each other made the whole situation that much worse to be around, and she filed for divorce. We'll see how things go forward and um, all the all the we'll get into their business and all about the kids and all this stuff. But that, that will happen later. But you'll probably hear me talk about literally that same thing I just said next week's podcast, because those stories popped out Friday after the cutoff. This popped up Thursday when we found out about it. And you guys really were into it because it made its way up to the spot so quickly. Let's move on to another story that is very, very serious and very, very sad. Here's your headline. Overnight shooting in Alabama, seven killed in Valermoso Springs. The story we posted on Friday, the 5th of June, so it lasted quite a bit of time when it came out. It was a big, heavy mover that day we posted on the Friday, and it stick around the whole week at number two. A bumper response from the number three story of two or 20.13%. You can go to the website and go deeper into the story and get the full gist of it. It was updated to seven people identified. We're going to read the people who have been killed 
and then move ahead to the story at number two. So the Montgomery, the Morgan County Sheriff, where Valermastro Springs, Alabama is, publicly identified the seven people who died in this incident. Tammy England Musley, age 45, of Valhermastro Springs. Emily Brooke Payne, age 21, of Valhermastro Springs. Roger Lee Jones Jr., age 19, of Decatur. Jeremy Wade Roberts, age 31, of Athens. William Zane Hodgkin, age 18, of Somerville. James Wayne Bradford, age 22, of Decatur. And a 17-year-old female that had not been identified uh, or, or her name was, or actually she had been identified, but her name was being withheld because she was only 17 years old. Those are the people who passed in this incident. To read more about what happened, check out the website, thisistheconversation.com. On the feed, you'll see the listings for the podcast. The podcast for this week is for June the 14th, almost said 16th, 14th, 2020. All the stories we're talking about, including one coming up in just a moment, number one, the full details are there. Although you can get a whole big blast for number one, because that's what we do for the number one story. We give it a lot of fanfare. We give it a lot of accolades. We make it sound like it's the biggest story going on. And this was a huge story as well. This was a story that we posted on Wednesday, the 6th of June. This was a breaking news affair that had everybody captivated for a while, even with all the COVID and all the unrest and all that going on. This was a big thing that popped up. It gets a bumper response from the number two story of 126%. That's just from number two to number one. It's a top Twitter story, obviously, with that much jump. The number 10 story this week with the giant teddy bears riding roller coasters. Say that three times fast. Bumper response of 425%. And it is greater than the almost relevant story of the week, number 206, by... 13,400%. We'll tell you what that story is in a bit. But right now, let's get to the headline at number one. San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's deputy shot. Authorities searching for armed suspect in Paso Robeles. This is a story that you may also see come back up next week because this was updated. And the updated headline for this story, and we've posted the update somewhere as it happens. So we'll see how it ranks out next week. Paso Robles shooting suspect shot to death after two day manhunt for officers wounded. This is a big deal. We're not going to go deep into this one because this was a extremely big deal. As we said, it was breaking news and it was big time going on as it as it was breaking out. And if it weren't for the fact that we had so many things going on in the news right now that are overtaking Chiron time, this one would have been something we've been watching eyes glued for the weekend. As it was, California citizens were really big in this one as they watched this unfold and it took two days to hunt the guy down and take him down and other officers were injured in the process. This is another deep, deep story and I can see how it was so, so compelling how people got into this one. Uh, We're not going to throw out any extra commentary, any flippant commentary because these are stories that are serious. Uh, with all this, the tension between citizens and police right now, I want to make sure that the we let you know that us here at This Is Conversation, at the Conversation Project, we are definitely, um, thoughts and prayers definitely going out to the officers who were wounded in this manhunt, all the officers dealing with this stuff. This is an example of good police work happening as fast as possible because these things are extremely dangerous and we're going to basically let it sit at that and move on from here. And what we're moving on to is the almost rants, the stories at 11 through 15, not quite top 10 material. We'll tell you what they are and why they are in just a moment here on the weekly wrap up with Jacob and Payne for the week ending 
June 14th, 2020. The Conversation Project is powered by you. You can help us out by sharing the conversation so that more people are hearing the podcast and seeing our newsletters. You can be a direct sponsor by going to thisisconversation.com slash Patreon and see how you can become a patron of our fine established uh, journal documentation here. Uh, See if you want to be a part of what helps things go on directly. Or you can just visit one of our sponsors that you see or hear about here. Uh, when you visit them and they take care of you and you, you know, take care of them, we get a little piece of, off of that because we are a conduit to put you two together. We're like uh, hooking, hooking up with the best blind date in the world and hoping that it works out, to be honest. One of our big time prime sponsors that we talk about a lot here is Cloud9 Living because it's taking care of me and my family a lot. And it takes care of a lot of people out there. The reviews are so large it's so great, so mass that it's it's amazing how anyone can think to go at any other destination spot as it is. And what they're doing right now is just it's just huge. You got to think about this. States and cities are opening back up from quarantine from COVID nineteen. So that means slowly, hopefully slow enough, no one gets sick, but slowly you get a chance to go out there and do those excursions and those places you want to go. Cloud Nine Living has you covered. Just in case you're not ready to go right now, they want you to buy their gift certificates so you can use it on any of their excursions across this nation, across the world in some places, if you will. And they're going to take care of you by giving you 25% off any gift certificate. That's 25% off any gift certificate you buy right now. And the good news is, the extra good news is, the price that you pay is the money you will have forever, minus 25% right now. So whatever whatever level of gift certificate you buy right now, it never loses value. So two years, three years, five years down the line, if you want to use it, then you can use it for the full value that you paid for. Same for if you just want to go ahead and book an excursion right now. If you book an excursion and change your mind or decide that now is not the right time to do that thing in that place where you want to do it, you can reschedule and not lose a penny. You never lose any cash value from anything you purchase from Cloud9 Living. And their excursions are magnificent. They are awesome. You should check out the reviews all over the place, but you will see anything you want to do, basically anywhere you want to go via Cloud9 Living. Use our link. This is the conversation.com slash Cloud9. That's a numeral nine, please. This is conversation.com slash Cloud9 for a great deal, an even greater deal, because right now you get those gift certificates that you can use when you want to at 25% off. So check them out. These people have taken care of my family for our vacations, and they will take good care of you with your vacations. Check them out. It's Cloud9 Living. The next five stories are stories that weren't quite good enough to make it into the top 10. That's why they're number 11 through 15. Uh, they're good. They're interesting. They're you know, sort of uh, conversational, but not quite tops, as you said. So if you disagree with these stories and want more stories like this in the countdown, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, TH underscore conversation. And this is the conversation. And as the stories come down your feed, you are making your way to be more conversational, be more engaging with the stories. That's how the stories get to the top and non non engagement gets them at the bottom. Let's start with number 11. 
Oil prices rise ahead of OPEC meeting. Friday, the 5th of June, we posted this one. Um, this one almost lasted the week because it was a early posting, and it was a big, important thing. Now, oil prices right now still extremely low, but not extremely, extremely low, which is a good thing. Oil prices are one of the indicators of how the world's economies are going because oil doesn't have to be super high, but it needs to be moving, it needs to have some movement, it needs to have where things are going. And right now, with oil prices so low, it might be great for you driving your cars around, but for people trying to sell the commodity as commodity, they ain't making much money. So there's a lot of oil literally floating in the ocean in barges waiting for the markets to go up so it's ready to go. And the other thing is, just like the roller coasters we talked about in the top 10, oil pumps, you can't just turn them off. They have to keep pumping oil, and you've got to take that oil someplace. And like the milk that we're basically pouring down the drains right now because producers can't sell it, oil, you can't really do that because, you know, environmental stuff. Really bad news that it's so low, but good news that it's starting to rise. We'll see if the markets will respond going forward. At number 12, Walmart will stop putting multicultural hair care and beauty products, that's in quotes, of course, in locked cases. Wednesday, the 10th of June's day, we posted that one, and that is code for black people hair care products. Um, if you don't know, and that probably means you're not a person of color who needs special products for the person of color typed hair, um, the hair products that that black people use at Walmarts are basically locked behind um they're locked up behind glass, behind plastic. You have to go get someone to open it up. And the reasoning behind it, which which no one can actually confirm, but it's because it gets stolen or people think it gets stolen. There's the, the, the perception of it being a commodity worth stealing and being that it's made for a particular group of people means that group of people steal products. But Walmart... Uh, a lot of this coming in uh, happening with the Black Lives Matter and just the multicultural thing and just essentially being less of a jerk to people who are non-white are going to open up this aisle literally and allow those products to be not locked up in most places. If you've never seen it before, then you've probably some one of those places where it's not a big deal. But look next time you go to the hair care products aisle and look for what's locked away in the shelves. And look to see if something is locked away in the shelves and think about why um, the blondy stuff is is not locked up, but the curly, nappy, frizzy stuff is. Just think about it. That's all I ask. Number 13, de Blasio rips NYPD cops for not wearing masks to protest. Sunday, the 7th of June is there, and we want you to go read that one. Please, go read that one because de Blasio's not doing so hot. I'm not sure why he exactly thought he would have any contention for running for president. I think he was looking for a way out of New York City and a way into the spotlight for national service so that if one of the younger folks were to make it on the ticket, he'd have some cabinet position to go to. I don't know what he's doing after this is all done because I don't think New York City and New York State in general, can take much more or build de Blasio. That's a personal opinion. I'm, I'm not under his his mirrorship, but don't look like he's doing so good, and people aren't so happy on either side of what de Blasio is doing right now. The story at number fourteen: NBPA approves plan to resume NBA season at Disney World. Sets plan for coronavirus testing. Saturday, the sixth of June, we posted this one. So this one was posted early and almost made it into the top ten because. It is sports, and it's not driving cars or playing golf. It's sports that a lot of people 
in theory can congregate to and watch and have it going on. And it's some of the greater stars, biggest stars, most expensive stars in the world doing what they should be doing right now. Actually, technically doing what they should have been done with right now, because I think game seven of the of the NBA finals would have been this week or last week or something like that. They, they would be playing the finals right about now. And regardless, what happens is they're going to shorten the teams. So only 22 teams are being, as we said last week, when that one made and when the, when the, when the, when the owners put out the plan, only 22 teams are going to make it playing forward. That means the teams at the very bottom of the list aren't even coming back. They're going to play at the Disney facility and they're going to have some sort of testing and things going on as things happen. Now, this will develop going forward because going forward at the moment, as we record this a, a day after we pull this stuff together, you will find that many of the basketball players are still saying, mm, you know what? Black lives matter. And we don't really need to be playing basketball while all these protests are going on because that takes away from, you know, the important stuff happening. And some players just you know don't want to go back to work. Let's be honest. So you will see how this plays out going forward, but fairly soon, Basketball should resume for the NBA. We'll see if that happens going forward because it should happen. Number 15, one that barely squawked in to this listing. As we said, the difference between um, the, the story at number 16 on Bubba Wallace and this story here is about 1.5%. So this one barely edged itself out into the top 15 almost rands. But the headline is new Looney Tunes cartoons ban Elmer Fudd from having a gun but other mayhem is okay. Sunday, the 7th of June is the day we posted this one. So this is one that also lasted quite a bit of time in the lineup. Now, let's get this straight. Cartoon violence was made or put out there Looney Tunes style back in the days when cartoons were just small movies that played in front of the larger movies at the movie theaters that adults went to. So Elmer Fudd was never originally meant to to entertain and in some cases to educate young children. Now, people in my generation, I'm in my 40s, I'm Gen X guy, we got to see plenty of Looney Tunes and Millie Melodies and all those things, lots of Tom and Jerry, lots of things with cartoon violence and guns and axes and things going off. But what's happening now is because a lot of it, I will say it's PC culture because a lot of it is just the times we're living in. And a lot of it is we teach our children a little differently for good or for ill, if you want to. Um, and gun violence in the United States is a serious deal. So what we're doing is taking away the guns from the cartoons. Now, this is happening with a new update, yet another update of cartoons and Bugs Bunny-style cartoons from the HBO Max service. So if you're paying for HBO Max service, they're coming out with some new Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes-type stories. There'll still be anvils, there'll still be axes, there'll still be people falling off of things, but there won't be guns or bombs there won't be those types of things going on because cartoon violence has some limits you can like that or love that or hate that or whatever but you didn't like it love it or hate it enough to make it a top 10 story we can still talk about it if you want to go to your email machine and email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com we can talk about this talk about any story we talked about today if you want to and you talk about stories that you didn't think made it oh by the way all the stories that we had in the listings are actually listed at the website. When you go to this week's podcast link, you'll see a link that says for all the rest. So everything from 17 to 203, 
are there. So you can see what stories did not make it even close and what stories barely made it to the list whatsoever by going to the website and going through there. So if you think just going to the top 15 is one thing, go through all 204. Trust me, you can do that. I'm not sure why, but it's possible. We've made it for those folks who care. Actually, it's for, we'll talk about that when we talk about the stats. We made it for stats reasons because it makes things work out. But we'll talk about the absolutely, positively, very bottom story for this week. And it's not a late posting story. And it's an interesting story that it, where it stands. But we'll get into that in just a moment here on the Weekly Wrap-Up with Jay Cliven Payne. This is the show for the week ending June the 14th. 2020. This week's Spotlight Podcast is a fairly new podcast, so there's not many episodes out, but it's such an interesting podcast that I thought you might want to check it out and see how you enjoy it. It's called Tech Stories Podcast, and the best way to get a gist of it is to go into the very short description that is done by the man who makes this podcast, Doug Thompson. This is what he says. My name is Doug Thompson, and I am a storyteller. Well, my day job is in tech sales and has been for more than 20 years. During this time, I have developed a love for storytelling to go along with my passion for technology. This podcast is a place where I will share some interesting takes on technology, as well as interview some really great storytellers and fellow tech junkies. So it's not a podcast that is extremely defined in its niche. It's technology, it's storytelling, it's tech guys telling stories. But it's a very interesting, very uh, very unique take of stuff that you might want to check out. So see if Doug is your cup of tea. And if he's not, you know, sometimes he's there not. Let, let us know. And you can also suggest other podcasts, including your own, for a spotlight here. But this is one that popped up into my my feed, into things uh, lately, and it was just such an interesting concept of a guy who's basically a sales guy, a tech sales guy. He is a tech sales guy who loves telling stories and found a way to make the two work. Or maybe you don't think it works so well. You can let us know when you check it out. It is the Tech Story Podcast at techstorypodcast.com. Check it out. Give Doug a try. Let us know how he's doing. You can let him know how you're doing as well. And let us know if we have some other podcasts to to promote. We've got 52 weeks of the year, so we need plenty of things in the queue. But he, that being Doug Thompson and Tech Story Podcast, is the Spotlight Podcast for this week. So let's talk about the numbers, talk about the stats. Number one, the story at number 16 was a super story. We combined two headlines this week. That was Bubba Wallace wanting to rid the racetracks of Confederate flags and a headline that went about NASCAR allowing some protests like kneeling to happen at their events. Uh, later on, there was a, a posting about NASCAR releasing or getting rid of the Confederate flag which we didn't put into that because we had these two things. But we did have the story about the NASCAR truck driver who said he was going to quit because he didn't deal, want to deal with this flag stuff um, and some things that Bubba Wallace uh, replied to that one. That we didn't post. We left that one alone. It didn't come into the range by itself, but we're pretty sure it may come in next week because the story behind that guy is pretty, pretty weird. So that's that. That is a super story. Two stories combined to make it number 16. Still not high enough 
to make it into the top 10. But there was a lot of stuff going on this weekend. The numbers, as you saw, were so, so massive as it went. So let's look at some of the stats for this week. Uh, looking at engagement this week, we're pretty much uh, it's pretty much been consistent. But what we're seeing is a little bit of a push on the Facebook side. 16.34% of engagement happened on Facebook. It's normally closer to 10, so that 16% is, is great. It's not, you know, life-changing magical, which means 83.66% on the other side for Twitter. Twitter's always the larger responder because it seems to be the largest uh, – largest people come into it because of the way Twitter stories go so viral so quickly, so big, so quickly, especially for the breaking news stories we had this week. But for Facebook, those Facebook stories always make a difference in making stories rank where they do higher and lower. So a good Facebook engagement can knock a story up a couple pegs, sometimes lots of pegs. It was a big Facebook week. Now, the top 20 story, the engagement for the top 20 stories, top number one story got 6.45% of all the total engagement for this week. The top 10 reached out to 22.54% and the top or 11 through 15, those middle stories, 5.51%. So altogether, we got about 28% in the top 15. That's about normal. 30% is basically where it goes. Now, the number 206 story, the almost relevant story this week, only got 0.05% of the tally. So it's at the very bottom. That's all it's got. The stats for this one posted on Tuesday, the 9th of June. Uh, this story is less responsive than the number one story by 13,400%. The headline, former NFL star dead after being ambushed, shot in apparent robbery attempt. Uh, Perez Hilton's where we got this story. So it, it, it was it was in a bunch of places. But for some reason, the link we pulled was from Perez Hilton. And that that is that. So I'll read a little bit from that link, though. A longtime former NFL wide receiver who played part in his a part of his career with the New Orleans Patriots, New England Patriots, where New Orleans came from, and superstar quarterback Tom Brady was shot and killed on Saturday night in Tampa, Florida. Reese Caldwell was apparently getting ready to go out on a date with his girlfriend when he was ambushed by a couple of unknown assailants who were apparently attempting to rob him of his valuables. This, according to Caldwell's mother, Deborah who spoke with TMZ about the former football star's untimely death. He was just 41 years old. Apparently Caldwell, whose real first name was Donald, but was known personally and professionally as Reese, was ambushed by a group of people who jumped out of the bushes near his house. He had been going back inside after first leaving the place in order to grab a jacket to take with him on the date, according to his mother. Uh, you can read more about the story inside of the podcast or go to this week's podcast, the link for June 14th, 2020, and see all the links to all the stories we talked about. And yes, all the stories we did. How do we get 206 different links on a website? Very, very carefully. You'll have to go there and check it out and see what's going on. But with that, we're going to tell you you have to go do something else pretty soon because the show is over for this week. So thank you so much for being with us for this week, going through the stories that you said were the most important. This story, this podcast, this thing, this project does not exist without you. You do do both the bulk of the work, and you do it by just simply doing what you do, checking out your social media on a regular basis. We post stories every 50 minutes or so through the feeds on Facebook and Twitter, and all you have to do is engage with the stories. They look interesting. We'd love you to read them because reading them actually makes a difference, but for the the quick answer, if the headline is good enough, let us know what you think. Like it, love it, hate it, share it. 
respond to it, respond to me. The more engagement a story gets, the higher score it gets at the end of the week. And we put it into this little spreadsheet thing and it gives me the numbers and it tells me what stories you said were the tops and what story you said was the bottom. And that's how this happens every single week. You can help us get things going here at the podcast, at this conversation, at the the, the conversation project by becoming a partner. Go to thisisaconversation.com slash partnerships. Find out how you can become a partner and help keep this thing going every single week. You can also just visit any of our sponsors inside of our newsletter off the website or check out this week's spe- special sponsor, our spotlight sponsor, which is Cloud9 Living. This is conversation.com slash Cloud9. They're going to take good care of you for your vacation, even if you're not ready to go yet. Go ahead and get that gift certificate and get it for 25% off. Do it right now. You'll never lose monetary value on that gift certificate, I promise. Also check out this week's Spotlight Podcast if you're looking for something new to go into your earballs. It is the Tech Story Podcast, and check out Doug. Doug's got a new podcast, and he could use a few extra more folks listening to his podcast. Everyone can, so check him out as well. You can also do the same thing with this podcast. It really helps when you share this podcast. So share it with friends, share it with for neighbors, share it with enemies, share it with anybody, random strangers on the street. It's been a long time since I said that. It's been a long time since I feel like I could kind of be glib about that, but share it with plenty of folks out there because the more people in the conversation, better conversations always are. That is how these things go. Make sure you email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com so that we can chat these things up. And don't forget where we are found. TH underscore conversation on Twitter. This is a conversation on Facebook. And make sure we're defaulted in your feed so you see us and like us, love us, hate us, share it. Do it that way. That's all we need to keep this thing going every single week. Now it's the thank you part. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The team behind the project, team behind the podcast, team behind things going on, the website, and of course the feeds. Thank you so much for being engaged in what's going on and just not just not giving up on the news that's out there, but doing what you can to pick the better stories, the better conversational things out in the world. So because you guys are looking for that type of stuff and we're providing it as best as possible, we are meeting and doing great things. So check it out. Check out what we're doing. You let us know how we're doing. We will do it better if we can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Signing out for this week for This is a Conversation and the Conversation Project. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. We'll see you next week. We'll count down another batch of news stories that you say were the tops on the weekly wrap-up. We'll see you next week.